BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. When it comes to searching the skies and finding the next storm to chase, it's hard to find someone with more experience than Roger Hill. As co-owner and tour director of Silver Lining Tours, he and his wife, Karen, seek to provide not only the chasing of a lifetime, but an education about the beauty and severity of Mother Nature. In addition to chasing storms for over 30 years, Hill is an author, photographer, avid bowler, and an all-around weather geek. Roger, thank you for joining us on the Weather Geeks podcast. Oh, thanks for having me, Dr. Shepard. Well, Roger's what we call a twofer. He's been on the Weather Geeks television show and now making his first appearance on the podcast. I start the podcast with this question for every guest. How'd you become a weather geek? <laughs> oh, you know, my goodness, I, I was uh, I was interested in weather as a child. I grew up in the Kansas City area and uh, uh, it just you know, just watching thunderstorms that would that would uh, you know come over northeast Kansas and northwest Missouri, and and uh, you know just uh, you know when I was oh probably seven or eight years old, I actually entered a science contest and built a weather station and and uh, actually got first place and 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 won it. Uh, but uh, you know the the uh, Topeka Kansas tornado June eighth nineteen sixty six is actually what really really sparked my interest in uh, in severe storms. And it's just kind of been a lifelong passion ever since. What, what was it about that particular storm that just really did it for you? Uh, well, we we actually had a, a house that was hit by that by that tornado. And uh, so getting that firsthand experience and just seeing the destruction and seeing some of the oddities that, that had happened. Uh, you know, we went walking down the street afterwards and uh, there was a birthday cake sitting in the front yard of one of our neighbor's houses that said, happy birthday, Patty. And the only thing wrong with this cake was it had a just a little slice of it that had been cut off by a piece of debris. Oh, but yet the house right behind where the cake was sitting at was completely demolished and there's nothing left standing. And, uh, you know, that's just that's just kind of uh, uh, made me wonder, you know, what type of a power, what type of a force can uh, just pick and choose and do do just bizarre things like that. So that's just uh, kind of really what got me going. That's amazing that the power and force of something so destructive can also be so fascinating in a way as well. Roger's the co-owner and tour director of Silver Lining Tours, and he's been chasing for over 30 years. We're going to dive into, you know, his chasing, his uh, books. I'm going to pick his brain on some of the debate and discussion that's been out there about storm chasing. I've had this conversation with Roger before, so we're going to do one of the nice things about the podcast, Roger. I know you've done the television shows. We've got a lot more time, so we can really dig in. As you recall (laughs) from the TV show, it's probably only about 16, 17 minutes of actual conversation when you put all those commercials in there. So I'm really looking forward to this deep dive. So you started Silver Lining Tours, I guess, late late 1990s, around 1998. Um, first of all, why did you decide to start it? And then I'm really interested in your take on how chasing has changed from that point to today. Well, I, I actually didn't start Silver Lining Tours. Uh, my 
uh, ex-business partner uh, and Chase partner, Dr. David Gold, uh, and his friend uh, Bill Gargan, who's a, a forecaster for the National Weather Service in Topeka, they started Silver Lining Tours back in 1998 uh, as a basically as a way to fund their their chasing uh, habits. <laughs> you know, they they were both college students. Uh, you know, going finishing their advanced degrees, uh, and then Dr. Day went on uh, to get his PhD from uh, Texas A and M University. But but uh, they they found out after a couple of years that it was actually uh, a way to even make some money. And then uh, I was actually had just retired from the Air Force uh, back in the mid 90s and and was working for a, a big engineering firm here when I started getting really into weather. And I, I actually, believe it or not, saw a Weather Channel TV show uh, back in the late 90s called The Enemy Wind. Yes. And it actually featured uh, a gentleman named Marty Feely, who had the first storm chasing tour company ever uh, called Whirlwind Tours. And uh, just watching that, just kind of got kind of got the old uh, the old mind uh, rolling, thinking, "My goodness, so uh, that would be so cool to be able to run a tour operation and uh, to make a living at it at at doing your passion." And uh, I used to do a lot of video work with the Weather Channel uh, back in the in the the decade of the '90s and the 2000s, and and uh, we even. did a did a contract where you all hired me to to uh, to do a lot of video work and then also uh, my storm chasing uh, you know videos and so forth and between that and the thought of developing a a, a tour company uh, really made me think well do I really kind of want to change my careers uh, I'm I'm a contracts guy by trade I have I have an MBA uh, not not a meteorology degree and so uh, you know thinking uh, on the business side of things you know how can we make this work to make it a profitable business. And there were two tour operators in the country at that point, uh, back in the, the late 90s, uh, Silver Lining Tours with Dr. Dave Gold and another tour operator uh, called uh, Cloud9 Tours, uh, which was ran by Charles Edwards. And so I emailed both of those two asking them, how do you do it? You know, what, what do you need to do to to uh, to develop a business like this? And uh, I heard back from Dr. Dave and Dave and I went back and forth so many times and he said, why don't you come out and just join me as a tour guide this year? And that this was in, uh, for the year of 2000. And uh, I did and uh, chased with him for about a month throughout the whole month of May. He and I hit it off so well that uh, uh, we ended up uh, chasing together every year. I ended up working for him in Silver Lining Tours. And then uh, eventually in 2003, uh, I developed a, a set of tours that were a part of Silver Lining uh, here in Colorado uh, to make them shorter. Instead of having 10-day tours, I, I decided, well, you know, maybe folks don't can't get off for 10 days. You know, how about doing like a six-day tour where they can fly in on a weekend, chase the whole next week, and then fly back home the weekend after that? And uh, they liked that idea. And so we ended up being partners over it. And then eventually in 2013, uh, uh, Dave actually lives in the Houston area and he and his lovely wife and, and kids uh, actually reside in uh, Spring, Texas. Uh, but uh, Dave decided that it was time to pay attention to, to more to his family and with his daughters, uh, you know, getting into school and so forth. And so he decided to take a, a, regular, a regular job as an energy trading forecaster and then uh, sold Silver Lining Tours to uh, my wife, Karen, and I. 
into ah, so there, there, there's the Roger Hill connection that's transaction. How, yeah, that's how we got to it. We thought you actually started from start, but that was a really interesting story. I really appreciate that context for how Ooh. how it how it was started, and I also appreciate that you uh, gave some of your background ground as well. Now, from the late '90s to 2022, things have changed, and you know, I talked with Tim Marshall, another veteran chaser, on an, up, mm-hmm. an episode because I know that there were some tragedies in recent years and particularly the last year um, and in both cases there were chasers but they didn't die necessarily because of a tornado uh there were other hazards involved but i'm, I'm i want to get your thoughts and i want some candid thoughts here roger on how you think things have changed has it gotten more dangerous are people taking more risk is chaser convergent with all the people out there problem uh, what's your lay of the land in terms of how how things have evolved Oh my goodness. From back in the eighties and nineties, when I, when I first started chasing, you could go out on a, on a supercell and you may be the only person there. Uh, you know, this, those were some, some really awesome times. You could just go out and sit and enjoy the countryside and the, and then the storm and, and just watch it. And then, you know, there may be, you know, maybe Dr. Howie Bluestein was doing a project and he would come in or Dr. Chuck Doswell was out there or, or somebody like, you know, like Davey Walt or Tim Marshall, or, you know, so, you know, some of, some of those guys, you may run into one of those guys once in a while. Uh, but, you know, ever since the movie Twister came out, it, that really sparked kind of a new age of, of storm chasing. And it really brought storm chasing to the foreground. And then the uh, Discovery Channel series, uh, I think it was called Storm Chasers, that uh, featured uh, 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 the late Tim Samaras and, and uh, 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 Reed Timmer and, you know, and some of those guys that, that ended up spawning a whole new uh, a group of, of Storm Chasers. And then, you know, it has gotten a lot more, a lot more risky uh, than, it, than it was in, in years past because there's just a lot more people out there. And, you know, some folks, you know, there, there's a few video brokers out there that like to, uh, you know, try to get you try to get your business to, uh, you know, to try to sell videos through through them for various news outlets or, or TV programs and things like that. So of, of severe storms. And so and, do you think that ups the risk, uh, particularly for some that maybe don't have the experience that someone like you has that just the lure of the dollar? The lure of the dollar. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't tell you how many people have contacted me over the years saying, Hey, how do you make a living being a storm chaser? You know, I'm, I'm get I'm out of high school now and I, I really don't want to go to college right now, but I want to be a storm chaser. How do you do it? And how do you make a living? And my first comment to them is go to college, get your degree. You're not going to make a living as a storm chaser. Uh, it, it's a, there's a very limited market and there's just not that much money to be made unless you can, you know, be, you know, fortunate, like, like we were, you know, with, with the tour business and being able to grow that into, into what it is today. Uh, but if you're just out there trying to, trying to make a buck off of videos and things like that, you know, you, you may make enough to, uh, to cover your expenses and maybe, you know, stick a dollar or two in your pocket. But if you're, if you're looking to pay all your bills and, and, and survive, it's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. uh, so a lot of chasers push the envelope to try to get up really, really close to a, to a big tornado or into a hailstorm. So you get that really, really dramatic footage and, you know, and, and try to sell it. And, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's inherent risks, you know, involved in, in, uh, you know, trying to push the envelope. Uh, you, you may have heard what happened to us a few years, a few years ago, we were chasing, we were on tour chasing a storm in Eastern Kansas and it was a big high precipitation supercell. 
actually, a gentleman named John Davies, who's a research meteorologist, wrote a, wrote a really good paper over the incident that happened with us. But we were looking down the notch of an HP supercell near Lawrence, Kansas, and uh, watching a nice mesocyclone off to our west-northwest, passing off to our north. And I am like, let's just blast south, get back to a main highway that takes us east so we can get back in front of the storm. And uh, at that point, there had been no reports of any tornadoes or anything like that. And lo and behold, buried about two to three miles back in the wet RFD, there was a separate, uh, there had been- Rear, rear flank downdraft for those that are listening. <laughs> rear flank downdraft is a big wet portion of the storm that uh, you know can wrap around a meso and cause that mesocyclone to start spinning more and eventually drop a tornado. But but uh, there had there had been another circulation back to, in, in this area that was completely obscured in rain that nobody knew was even there. Uh, and we got hit. We got hit by an EF2 tornado and actually rolled over a couple of our vans. And rolled my van in, the, in a ditch and knocked my head through the side window and cut up the side of my head and knocked wow. me out. And, and uh, you know, fortunately, there was there anybody who was with me, you know, on, on that particular adventure uh, had, you know, that suffered any kind of an injury. They were mostly minor, thank goodness, and everybody's recovered. Uh, but but uh, the, and the interesting thing was, it took the National Weather Service three days before they even figured out that there was had been a tornado there, because uh, there the this little circulation ended up merging with the with the main mesocyclone that dropped a mile wide F4 tornado on the south side of Lawrence and went all the way in the north side of Kansas City. And everybody was paying attention to that and hadn't even realized that there had been another little circulation there. But, you know, so it, it can happen to anybody. Uh, you know, I, I can attest to it. I, I hold the Guinness Book of World Records for seeing the most tornadoes of anybody ever. And uh, it, it, I've seen so many of them that, uh, that this is one instance that I had never seen happen before. And, right. and uh, when, when John Davies wrote the paper, he's like, this has never been documented. Nothing like this has ever been documented before. And he basically took the example from the Heston, Kansas tornado, the big F5 tornado back from uh, in March of 1990, and uh, uh, kind of showed how there were two circulations with that one. But the, but the, the smaller circulation was visible where this one was just completely choked in rain. But anyway, uh, so it, just to make a long story short, it can happen to anybody. And we're, care we're careful chasers. I've been doing this for, you know, since 1985 and I've witnessed a thousand tornadoes and, and anything can happen. You have to respect nature. If you want to take, if you want to take chances, uh, you know, you, you, you put your, your, yourself in, in, uh, you know, potential grave danger. You know, what, what that basically did with us is it made us so when you have a high precipitation storm that is really wet and you can't see real clear, it made us now. So we stay back. We, we stay back a few miles, give that storm all the respect it deserves. And, uh, you know, it just, you know, play it safe. That safe safety is the utmost importance. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we are back on the Weather Geeks podcast. I'm Dr. Marshall Shepard. I'm speaking with the legendary Roger Hill. Uh, as you heard, Roger actually is in the Guinness Book of World Records for witnessing the most tornadoes. Um, I think it's over a thousand that you said, which is amazing. Uh, I imagine the one that you just described before the break was one that's memorable, but are there any other that sort of rank on your sort of scale of most memorable for any particular reason? Oh my goodness. Uh, well, there's been so many tornadoes over the years, you know, some of the big violent tornadoes are always, you know, quite memorable. Uh, we were I'm the, looking at the two behind the picture behind you right there with that double wedge toward <laughs> that. What's the story on now? You can't see it on the podcast, but I can see Roger. It looks like he's in his office and he has this amazing photograph of what looks to me like two sort of wedge tornadoes, like right next to each other. That, that was uh, twin EF4 tornadoes that hit the town of Pilger, Nebraska, back on uh, June 16th, uh, 2014. And uh, that particular day, we witnessed four uh, large, violent EF4 tornadoes. And these, these two, unfortunately, hit the, hit the poor little town and just really devastated it. It was, uh, I know the Weather Channel did a, did a great program on, 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 uh, on the Pilger tornadoes that day. But, uh, yeah, that was a... That was definitely a memorable, memorable tornado, uh, a memorable event. Uh, you know, we've had days where we've seen, you know, many tornadoes on the same day. Uh, it, uh, 2010 on June uh, 16th of, or uh, yeah, June 16th of 2010, uh, we had a, a tornadic supercell uh, in central South Dakota that was uh, anchored on a warm front and dropped 22 tornadoes over four hours and wow. maybe, maybe moved 10 miles. And, you know, we had one point in time where we had a, uh, a big cone-shaped tornado off to our north. We had a multi-vortex tornado off to our west. And we had a, a, a kind of a slender elephant trunk-shaped tornado off to our south. And they're all rotating around the mesocyclone. And, you know, you're sitting right in the middle of everything, just watching it off. But, but you're safe, you know, based, you know, based on, on what the positions of all the tornadoes were. And then the next day in Minnesota, June 17th, uh, 2010, uh, we, we witnessed 18 tornadoes uh, culminating with a 1.6 mile wide uh, EF4 tornado near the town of Keister, Minnesota, which is uh, south of the Twin Cities away. But, uh, uh, you know, you get events like that that are that are, are quite memorable that you, you never forget. You see 40 tornadoes in two days. That's that's always memorable. <laughs> yeah. Now, I, you, again, you're with Silver Lining Tours and you you, you do this with your wife. A mm -hmm. couple of questions. One, I'm, I'm married. What's it like working with your wife in such a, uh, oh. an interesting environment? Because, you know, marriage is wonderful and beautiful and I love it, but it can certainly be stressful. And then throwing you in the middle of a tornadic environment. So what's it like working with your wife, first of all? And then I'll ask my next question. You know, it's interesting because, uh, you know, a little story with my wife and I, uh, she was my high school sweetheart. And after high school, I went into the military. Uh, 
Uh, I spent 20 years in the Air Force, and uh, my wife took off on the back of a Harley Davidson, uh, you know, to to head out to Wyoming, and she ended up living uh, in, in the oil fields, uh, you know, and working out out in that area, and then. Uh, uh, so uh, she went her way, I went highway, I went my way, and then 28 years later, through classmates.com, I was actually on online wow. looking for an old high school buddy of mine. Saw her name, and uh, uh, email her, and I said, "Oh my goodness, how, you remember me?" Then uh, she said she was sitting in her office at uh, at Dartmouth Dartmouth Hitchcock University, uh, and uh, about spit out her coffee, was laughing. And, how can I forget you? And all those kind of stuff. When I was in high school, and, uh, my hair was as long as Peter Frampton's was, you know, really all the way down to my to my chest, and I played in a, in a, in a band and all that kind of stuff. But, so Peter. Peter Frampton for you youngsters. I know there's some much younger than Roger. I listen as a legendary rock, uh, rock uh, star. I think he had the song, baby, show me the way. Is that a Peter Frampton song? That's, that's one of his big songs. I'm a big music fan. So for those of you of a certain age, Google Peter Frampton. He's actually quite a, quite an awesome uh, musician, but continue on. This is fascinating. I'm loving this aspect of the story. <laughs> But, you know, one thing led to another. And with a lot of communication back and forth, we ended up uh, getting married about a year later. And uh, she she was in Vermont and I lived in Colorado. And then she ended up uh, moving out to Colorado uh, with her son. And uh, uh, and she she's a she's a horse girl. She she is really big into equine. And uh, but she also, you know, growing up in eastern Kansas with me. Uh, you know, was used to storms and they fascinated her and such. And so believe it or not, she adopted my hobby and I adopted her hobby with horses. So I go and I support her at horse shows and, and I uh, love the, I always tell her I'm her biggest fan when, when she's out there in the arena showing her horse. And then uh, she got into storm chasing and her first chase with me uh, was June 23rd, uh, June 24th, 2003, Manchester, South Dakota. And on that particular day, uh, we witnessed 16 tornadoes, including the Manchester EF4 or F4 tornado that uh, the late Tim Samaras actually set his pod in front of and, and measured the, uh, a world record uh, pressure drop. Uh, and so it was kind of funny after that day, a couple of tour guests were like, you know, you're never, you know, you're never going to see anything greater than that. You might as well retire. And she's like, are you kidding? Now I'm hooked. You know, so, <laughs> so we ended up developing uh, uh, more tours uh, as, as a result of her, she and I getting married. She's the, she's, she is actually a, an outstanding photographer. And uh, so we have a whole set of uh, photography related tours uh, on Silver Lining Tours, and she leads all the photography related tours. Uh, so I, 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 re I lead all the hardcore storm chasing tours and so forth, and then she leads the photography tours. And, and so it, it makes a makes a makes a great marriage in, in more ways than one. Yeah, that's, that's absolutely. That's, a, that's, that's probably the first love story ever in Weather Geeks history. I love it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, definitely going to um, be hard to top that. But you mentioned Silver Lining Tours. There are a lot of tours out there. And you mentioned my colleagues like Chuck Doswell, who I know at one point had a tour. I don't know if he still does it. But I mean, for those listening, you know, who may decide this is something they want to do, and I, I would caution that make sure you exercise caution, understand the risk involved. But what what sets apart various chasing companies? I mean, you mentioned, for example, photography tours. Uh, are, are there different types of tours? 
Uh, yes and no. I, I mean, the, the end result, of course, is to get somebody in front of a really photogenic supercell or up, up uh, you know, fairly close to a tornado or, you know, maybe someplace where there's a really good electrical storm where you, somebody's in the photography, they can, they can shoot a lot of lightning and such. But yeah, there's a lot of different tour operators out there. And there's some, just like in every business, there's some good ones and there's not some, there, there's some not so good ones. And I just always tell everybody due diligence, please, you know, do your research, uh, you know, and, and, and see what's right for you. You know, somebody may not click with what I do and somebody may click with what one of our competitors does. And that's fine. That's, you know, there's, there's a, there's, there's a lot of good people out there that are running tours now and nowadays. And, and, uh, you know, there's a, a lot of competition now, a lot more than there used to be. Uh, you know, so uh, some offer photo tours, some offer really small personal tours, uh, you know, and, and we, we offer tours that are that are, uh, you know, in the height of tornado season that are a little larger uh, because, you know, hey, you know, think about it. There's only a certain amount of time that you can uh, actually run tours to try to make an income to try to make a living off of it. So. You know, a couple of our tours are, are larger, but they're still personal. Uh, and then we also offer tours that are very tiny. You know, like, like for instance, uh, the photography tours that, that Karen runs are all one vehicle. So everybody in there, uh, you know, these are all customized vehicles. And even uh, her, her uh, photography tour vehicle has a platform in the back with cubbies to put tripods and all your camera gear and things like that. So it just, just makes it a lot, lot, you know, better organized. And then between her instruction and the, and the interaction with the, with all the other, uh, with all the other photographers that are on our tours, uh, you know, there, there's a, a lot that, a lot that that's learned on that, you know, for instance, my first tour that I run in, in the year is called the close encounters tour. And uh, just as the name implies, you know, we try to push the envelope and get up really close but take safety as you know with, with the utmost uh, priority uh, but we try to get folks into the rfd the rear flank downdraft of a storm hey we buy these vans to destroy basically and and we beat them up with hail and and so you know that this particular tour we will get people in hail storms so you can see what baseball size hail looks like pounding off the ground and uh, the racket that it makes when it hits the top of your van you know, or, or you get up close to a tornado close enough where you can, you know, see debris flying and feel the rumble in your chest and, uh, you know, hear the waterfall sound. No, it doesn't sound like a freight train. It sounds like a waterfall. It sounds like Niagara Falls going off when you get some big, big tornado and they smell, they smell bad. They, it's stirring up the ground, you know, it has may have never been stirred up for 100, 150 years or destroying structures that's, you know, that that uh, have been there for a long, long time. And it's just a it's a stinky smell. You know, it's, you know, so so there's a lot of different aspects. I, I do a, a lecture tour. I actually have a, a workbook that I that I wrote and copyrighted that's about 100 pages long. And we go over everything from, you know, what makes a storm tick and what makes it form to looking at a, at a surface observation and satellite and radar and then forecasting models. And uh, some listeners may or may not understand what these are, but skew-t diagrams and hodographs. And, you know, we, we get into a lot of things on, on uh, you know, folks come on the lecture tour basically to learn about weather and to learn how to chase on their own. Uh, you know, we, we've had many people that have, uh, I'm, I'm real proud to say, have gone on and become outstanding chasers that started chasing with us and came through our, through our lecture tour. Uh, you know, so there's there's a lot of different things that that uh, a lot of different types of tours that that folks can do. 
Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. And we are back on the Weather Geeks podcast. I'm Dr. Marshall Shepard, and I'm speaking with Roger Hill. And I bet you didn't know that tornadoes smelled before you listened to this podcast, but now you do. And that's something that I just learned. Uh, and, I, and, I, and it's also interesting that you debunked this sort of notion out there about sound. I mean, uh, this interesting waterfall feature. And I've been to Niagara Falls and I've been right up under it on the boat and I've been right next to it. So I know how that sounds. So that was a really powerful sort of, I guess, audio visual that you gave. And you did mention a book. Is that the book that you mentioned, The Hunting Nature's Fury? Oh, oh, that's yeah, that's a that's a book that we published about ten years ago, and it's kind of kind of uh, a little bit of a history on on uh, myself and growing up, and and it, we get, even get into uh, you know a lot of different storms that we've you know seen over the years and 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 so forth. Uh, yeah, it was written uh, by a gentleman uh, named Peter Bronsky uh, and myself, and, it, and uh, it's it, it's a it's, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot, a lot of fun putting it together. And then last year, actually, my wife and I uh, published a, uh, a coffee table uh, photo book. Uh, What's called, that called? It's got, here, I'm just, grab it here. Yeah, he's he's taking it, grabbing it off his shelf. So while he grabs it there, there we go. So <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm looking at it's chasing storms, that, chasing, chasing storms, storms. Uh, photographic journey with Karen and Roger Hill. It's a it's about a hundred page hardback book. Uh, as you can find anywhere or even from our website. Uh, but, Roger, uh, what, is, what is your work? Because the, so I want to make sure that we have this clear in case people are interested in your book. So there's Hunting Nature's Fury that you wrote with Peter Bronsky. You also have the Chasing Storms uh, coffee table book that you just mentioned. And then you mentioned a workbook as well. Is that available or is that something you just get when you go on the tour? Yeah, the workbook is just available for those who come to the lecture tour. Uh, I, we have a actually a smaller booklet that we hand out to every guest that comes on tour. That's about uh, oh, probably 40 or 50 pages long. Uh, when, when they come on tour, the first thing that we do is do an orientation. So give them a little bit better idea of uh, what to expect on tour. And then I hand them out this booklet. And it also contains a little uh, weather 101 class that I that every person on tour that comes out uh, gets gets to uh, to sit through and uh, and learn a little bit about about storms. But uh, yeah, the, the workbook and the booklet are are, are uh, only for tour guests. I see. So you know, you've you clearly photography is a big part of your 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 interest and your business and your wife's as well. But I'm curious, what else do you like to photog uh, photograph beyond storms? <laughs> oh, hey, well, that's a good question. Well, after our Silver Landing tours, uh, tours are over, believe it or not, we go down to Arizona 
and we run uh, monsoon lightning photography workshops. Uh, and uh, there's, it's just spectacular. If you've never witnessed the monsoon storms in Arizona, they can, they produce some of the best lightning in the world. It's, they're just incredible. And then, uh, you know, to, to have that over a really pretty Red Rock Canyon or, or with, a, with a field of saguaro cactus or ocotillo in the foreground, uh, and you get, the, you know, real pretty rainbows and such, uh, you know, it, that's probably our, our second favorite thing is, is landscapes with storms. <laughs> you know? And then, believe it or not, I actually run Slot Canyon hiking photography tours uh, out, of, out of Utah and northern Arizona. And then uh, I'm actually here in about three weeks uh, getting ready to head out to Grand Junction, Colorado to do a tour called the Magical Lands Tour. And we we uh, actually go out to uh, the San Juan Mountains and uh, the Central Mountains of Colorado around Aspen and do fall colors. Mm-hmm. Then we go down to uh, Shiprock, New Mexico and do some, some photography at sunrise. And then we go over to a place near Page, Arizona called White Pocket in the Vermilion Cliffs. Uh, uh, really, really beautiful area. And then we go back up toward the Cedar Mesa area in, in Utah and, and, uh, and do more photography up in, the, up in that area. But uh, yeah, a lot of times, uh, Karen and I will just take off on our own, uh, just you know, take off for a few days and just find some place to go to go photograph. You know, it's amazing. Now, you, you, you seem very fulfilled. And I think that, you know, people um, in this field, respect you know that you have experience but i i think your cautionary tale earlier about even your own incident even as experienced as you are is something that people need to consider and and this it's still dangerous when you go out there even no matter how experienced you are and i really appreciated you sharing that story roger where can people find out more about you or silver lining tours on either the internet or social media sure uh, on the internet our our Tour website address is uh, www.silverliningtours.com. Or uh, if they want to look at my photography website, they can go to Roger Hill Photography, R O G E R H I L L Photography.com. Uh, and then on social media, you can look us up that way as well with Silverlining Tours or Roger Hill. Or you can, they can also, if they want to see my wife's photography and what she does, uh, Karen Hill Photography, and that's C A R Y N H I L L, kind of a unique way of spelling Karen. Uh, and then, and then uh, she's also an equine photographer. So if folks are interested in horse photography, they, she has a, some, just some amazing, uh, you know, horse pictures. And we're actually heading up to Rapid City, South Dakota next week. She's a photographer at a, at a big horse show up there. And so we're going to be spending all week up there at, at the horse show with her, with her photography. Yeah. I think she really, I, I, I don't, is she, hap- does she nearby? I'd love to say, oh, she sounds really fascinating in herself. I, we got to get her on, on the Weather Geeks podcast one of these days. Oh, that would, like, that would be great. Yeah. I think great. that uh, next time we have you on, maybe we'll do a tag team because I want to hear some stories together because that was fascinating how you met. I suspect there's some other interesting stories that I can extract out of Karen that our listeners would be quite interested in on the two of you, but perhaps another time. Roger, thank you so much for joining us on the Weather Geeks podcast. Yeah, it's been my pleasure, Dr. Shepard. Thanks for having me. And this is Dr. Marshall Shepard from the University of Georgia. And thank you all continually listening to the Weather Geeks podcast. We can't do this without you. So thank you. Uh, we'll see you next time on Weather Geeks. Weather Geeks.